your source for cruise news and planning. From Royal to Disney, this is Rope Drop on Deck. Welcome aboard to another Rope Drop on Deck. I am Doug McKnight. I'm here with Michelle McKnight. And Michelle, the kids are finally back in school. This... Well, almost. Uh, well, they're there. Well, yeah, they're there. They didn't yes. have school, but they're there. Yeah. It is back to school season should... for us in the Midwest. I know some people on the West Coast, East Coast might not be back yet, but. Yeah, but you, yeah. now you have to explain how they're not back to school, but they're there. Oh, okay. Well, today was freshman day. We don't have any freshmen. So our high schoolers didn't go, but they did go to help because they are Academy Corps leaders. So they're in charge of things. Yeah. And then right our youngest is an eighth grader and they did have school today. So they're back, but our high schoolers are not. So tomorrow our high schoolers go back. So. But they don't really do anything on day one. Does anybody ever do anything on day one in college? College, yes. I, I had all kinds of things on Some day one. Some people just give out the syllabuses in college. That's again. other colleges than where we went, though. Come on, K-State. Yeah. Get with it. Um, We didn't go to K-State. I'm just making fun of K-State, just to clarify. Sorry, K-State. They have like a syllabus week. They do. Anywho, enough of that. Uh, today, we have a very exciting show. We're going to talk about river cruising. And not just any river cruising, but Adventures by Disney river cruising. So exciting so, yeah. river cruising yeah. so uh hang on for that uh but first apple podcast review if you want to help out the show and leave a five-star review we would love you and we'll read it on air right does that sum it up we would love them for a five-star review yeah unconditionally <laughs> yes anyway now four star three star two star one star no michelle will have words nope all right anyway here we go five stars titled great show by Giggles7601. So thank you, Giggles. Although I have actually never sailed Disney, I love this show. They have great informative Royal Caribbean and general cruising info too. And I love the banter that keeps the humor in the show too. There we go. Thank you very much. Thank you, Giggles. And I like I just like Doug saying giggle. So Giggles. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so thank you, Giggles. Thank you for the review. Uh, keep leaving those five stars. We appreciate it. So, Michelle, it's your job today to introduce our guests that are fresh back from the Rhine River. Yes, I'm excited to announce Dan and Jacqueline Wittis. They just got back from a Rhine River cruise on Adventures by Disney, and so they're going to fill us in on, on everything. So I'm excited to hear from them. Yeah, Welcome. Also, thank you for having us. Hi, good to be here. Awesome. Well, thank you very much for joining us. And we're going to go through everybody's favorite part of the show, the word of the day in the news. Feel free to chime in if you need to. So word of the day today, Michelle. Leeward. We did windward last week. Leeward. Situated on or toward the side sheltered from the wind. The leeward side of the island. Leeward. That's where yeah, you want yeah, to. The Navy guy is over here salivating to chime in. Is, did we get it right? <laughs> No, you, you did it right. Um, it is actually pr very commonly heard in Hawaii if you vacation there. Yes. They're always talking about the sides of the island. It's the side you want to be on, protected from the wind, right? Yeah. Unless you like wind. Sure. Yeah. All right, leeward. There we go. Now we know windward and leeward. Great. I feel like we're all smarter now. All right. <laughs> on to the news brought to you by backtothemouse.com. Check out backtothemouse.com for all kinds of stateroom pictures, menu pictures, exercise rooms, all the things. It's right there on backtothemouse.com. All right. So this week, Norwegian announced that they're going to donate a whole bunch of money to Hawaii. So yay for Norwegian. 
Yeah, it's good for Norwegian. Yes. And for a cruise company that's been cutting everything and raising prices too. So they're still finding room for Yeah, it might not money. seem like that big of a donation, honestly, when well, you look at a huge company right. donating, but they've been cutting so much that Anything yeah. from Norwegian, I think, is a, yeah. a good thing. And they probably use that port in Hawaii the most because they are the only ones with a dedicated cruise ship to the Hawaiian Islands. So there's news item number one. Uh, let's move to number two real quick. Danish Waters makes embarkating dry. Do, did you know what I mean here? Is yeah, anybody... so, yeah, so people, yeah. people say it on, sailed on a Disney cruise, right? They were in danish waters and they couldn't have any drinks when they after they embarked so they got None on the, of the ship bars. they're like Ugh. no yeah. no drink of the day getting handed to you right when you get on board because you can't open the bars or the shops until you're out of danish waters so it was a very dry sail away for the disney dream the other day so um i didn't know that uh, grand cayman kind of does a similar thing but you can have certain bars open yeah but, like, this was no bars at all no alcohol so, yeah when you guys, I know you guys have cruised. Um, when you get on board, do you normally have a drink, kind of relax, or what do you guys normally do when you get on board? Sometimes it depends on like the uh, larger cruise lines. We're like heading for the ice cream machine, so ah. I bet Dan has a different answer. You're speaking Doug's language there with ice cream. Yeah, it depends on the cruise line, but I'm actually plotting. I need to order those. Have the uh, alcohol delivered to your room when you embark, so you don't oh, need yeah. to lay on the bar when you get there. Yeah. Whether you're in Danish waters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so, yeah, that's a heads up. If you're embarking in Danish waters, make sure you carry on your own alcohol in some way, shape, or form. All right. Next news. It's not really news to most people. Disney Cruise Line announced that they were going to announce things about the Disney treasure. That's how Disney Cruise Line makes Ugh. news. Like, first of all, Michelle, when is it and what is it? It's August 30th. It's it's not like a press conference. They, I know it'll be fancy, but it's like... It's going to be a YouTube video, right? Like a live stream? I don't... Yeah. I, people have been like dying for more information on the treasure because we should be getting to book it, but we can't book it yet. So, you know, hopefully they'll give us a clue on that, but I doubt they're going to give us the actual date we can book it. They'll let you we'll book see. it when we're out of town. Maybe they will because they did have like a... I don't want to call it a press conference, but a news release like this with the wish, and mm-hmm. that's, that is when they gave us the dates. So maybe. Maybe. Pearl will get to book first, followed we'll by silver and platinum last. <laughs> That's just... That won't happen, I hope. No. But that seems like the way they're going. Anyway, yes, Disney Cruise Line making news about news. All right, more Disney Cruise Line news. Just announced that they're going to add names to like a wall on Castaway Key to commemorate the people that have sailed 50 times with Disney Cruise Line. Thoughts on That's, that? That's not us. <laughs> No, 50 is a lot. And the way they presented it sounded like a memorial wall. Like, <laughs> they, they, mm, I don't know. They, do you have to, like, I'm hoping I'm alive when I'm on the wall, but I don't want to promise anything at this point. We will be. And they didn't say how frequently they'll update it. Like, somebody hits 50, it's up the next day, or is it going to be Disney construction timeline where it takes seven years? I'm interested to see how many people that is. I mean, I know there's quite a few people that have. The picture was a, a big wall. Yeah. Like, it was a big wall. A lot of lot of names, unless the names are going to be huge. Like, lots of our super duper platinum. That's like 25. Right. People. No, that's Pearl. Oh, that's Pearl now. Yeah, so 20. Super platinum yeah. is 15. 
And super, super duper. Super is 20. Our own terminology, people. It's from Wes, the DCL dude. Gotta give him credit. That's true. Sorry, Wes. It's not. Yes. Yep. He, not uh, ours. He created the super platinum and the super duper platinum. Yes. But it's not Disney's terminology. No, but so. it's facts. Anyway. I'm sure it's on a Wikipedia page anyway. All right. There's the news brought to you by backtothemouse.com. Are you guys excited about a wall with um, names? I, I think so. Yes, maybe, perhaps. <laughs> we did meet somebody on a Royal Caribbean cruise that had sailed, what was it, 740 days. So That's I believe those people are out there. It's just, yeah. it's not us either. So. Well, <laughs> the problem with a wall is I'd want to go visit it. And if I've already been there 50 times, do I really right. need to go again? Right, right. It's a lot of yeah, yeah. When we were on our Greek Isle cruise last summer, there was a couple that did the um, transatlantic to Europe, and they were on the magic until it did the transatlantic back to the U.S. They did every cruise in Europe. That get you pretty darn close just in one summer. Which I don't understand. Just want to get on the ship and follow it where it goes. Uh, before yeah. but we haven't because we still have kids also yeah. darn kids they just right, i know away. gosh <laughs> they really cramp my style i'm telling you yeah <laughs> all right well speaking of kids let's move on to the main topic but we're going to start with you telling everyone a little bit about your family and your cruising background um so we have three kids one is an adult so he did not join us on this last trip the other two are uh a junior and senior and going into that year for high school. So we had two teenagers. My youngest is on the spectrum. So we really didn't know what we were getting into on this, whether she would love it or, or not. Um, it's always <laughs> hit or miss with her. So, um, but we went in pretty much trusting the Disney brand and hoping it would all work out. As far as cruising history, um, our very first cruise was on Disney. The first year they were running, that was uh, Dan surprised me with a honeymoon trip there. So it was on the magic and we, then he deployed in the military. So we were like, well, do we like cruising or do we like cruising Disney? So we tried other cruise lines to, to answer that question. We decided we like cruising. And um, since we were really close to Los Angeles and Long Beach down there, we, we did several carnival cruises um, when we lived in that area. Now Disney sails out of there. So we would have made different choices, but um, yeah, we've done several on we did a Christmas cruise with Disney. With um, with Disney, we did this adventure by Disney, which I hope counts towards the wall. By the way, <laughs> I feel like it, it should, should right? but probably not. I want the Galactic Star Cruiser to count towards the wall, but That's true. like there, it should be a dollar amount after a time, right? Yes. Like I've eaten at Victorian Alberts this many times. Put me on the wall. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And we are in the Seattle area now, so we've done a couple of uh, Royal Caribbean cruises out of here um, to try out that brand. We did Disney Alaska as well, so oh, yes. um, which was my yeah. yeah. Nice. So that's an excellent background. And so trip report from the Rhine River cruise slash ABD. Why did you choose this vacation? Um, we knew we wanted to do Adventures by Disney. That was one of those that I had listened to, um, forgive me for saying it, but other podcasts that had talked about Adventures by Disney and then River Cruising separately. So they both sounded enchanting to us. And we wanted, we were originally saying we'll do it after the kids move out, but we decided let's just go for it. We can all fit in one stateroom if we wanted to at this point, um, which is not entirely accurate on river cruising you can find ways to make that happen but um, yeah. they were old enough that we knew we could put them in their own staterooms and i 
absolutely adore Europe. I should say we all do. Um, well, all but one of us. I'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> but, I mean, we but, met you in Europe. We yes, did. yes, we did. We met the yeah. first time when we happened to be in Disneyland Paris at the same time the McKnights were, and we were able to say hi next to each other uh, at the yeah. Ratatouille Fountain, yeah. I believe it was. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. The other thing is we've done a, a lot of cruising on east and west coast of the U.S. and, and various, you know, Mexico, Canada, the Caribbean, but we haven't really spent that much time in Europe. So we have been looking into European or Mediterranean cruises, but they all just hit those port cities. And we saw river cruising and the ability to just go straight through the middle of countries and visit a lot of spots. Mm So a lot of it was, hey, let's explore and see what this is. Um, And then we saw the Disney brand attached to it and that kind of sold us. Yeah. The, the, you mentioned your son did not go on the cruise, but both the daughters did. Um, Can you talk a little bit more about that and why they went? And Um, well, part of it is we just got to a financial place where we could take everybody. <laughs> and so, yeah. you know, that's not a small thing. We always play this game with, is it worth the Disney premium to do things and to, to do theirs versus someone else? So we can even talk about that. That might be its own separate podcast, but, um, another show. yes, totally. <laughs> um, we just really wanted them to also experience Europe in a different way. We had done a little bit of a whirlwind land, um, thing that we booked ourselves and it was great, but there's something charming about getting outside of the big cities into these smaller, the countryside where people are uh, a little bit more, they're used to tourists, but there's a little bit of a genuine, this is our life too. And to see that part of Europe, it, we think it culturally enriches our children. And we hope that it gives them the courage to want to try new things, to want to travel, want to see the world, build empathy for different cultures and other people. Uh, and, you know, we want it to be that teaser thing that makes them curious about the world. So we decided that was, it was a good time to do it before they launch. Um, the years are getting short before we're empty mm-hmm. nesters. So right? we want yeah. to get as much into that, to that as we can. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think we covered most of it. Why would you, why did you choose the Rhine over say the Danube or the Seine? aren't those also options, Michelle? Mm-hmm. You know, um, it was more of a schedule thing. I think we looked and saw what was available the time we wanted to go. And then that Rhine River cruise hit a lot of places we hadn't been and wanted to visit. Um, Jacqueline has been learning French. I knew like a little bit of German from way back in you know high school days. Not that I can remember much now, but you know, we were kind of <laughs> like, hey, we'll be between France and Germany. We can actually both know a yeah. little bit of the language there. So. Yeah, there's also the side that we, when we did the, the trip where we met you, there was a heat wave going through Europe that was yeah. so hot, so miserable that I'm like, what if we go a little bit more north this time to mm-hmm. to avoid that? So that's really why we didn't pick the Seine. And I had I had the fortune of being able to travel with some friends through the French countryside in November. So I got my French fill as far as seeing a lot of those smaller city or villages, I should say. Not that I wouldn't do the Seine in a heartbeat, but... And then for Danube, they have Christmas market cruise. So we think we would prefer to delay that until we can go during the holiday season and experience that. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when you, you arrived to Europe, um, how did you how did you get to the ship? Kind of explain, like, did you come in the day? You, I know the story, but let's, 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 let's hear about it. <laughs> All right. 
so Jacqueline actually flew over a week before the rest of us. I was going to meet friends uh, and tour around some other places in Europe and then meet up with us in Amsterdam. Uh, when we were looking at airfare into Basel, uh, Switzerland, where the cruise started, it was super expensive. We ended up uh, deciding to fly into Amsterdam early, spend a few days there exploring, adjusting to the jet lag while we were there, um, just hit a few sites. Uh, and then we decided to take the Deutsche Bahn train from Amsterdam up to Basel. Um, they used to be renowned for being on time and very well run. Um, there was a key word in that sentence. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yes, used, used to. to. <laughs> um, and, and the other the other key aspect is they're no longer privately run. It's like a government private mm -hmm. partnership. And you know when the government gets involved. The bottom line <laughs> is, if you decide to use the train, it's still fun. It's going to be an adventure in itself. Um, your trains might get canceled. You might have to train hop around um, and we were fortunate that our ticket we could just use anywhere we just hopped on another train the conductor looked at it and kind of raised his eyebrows at us but we were still fine uh, and we eventually got there at like 1 30 in the morning but it it was sketchy whether we were going to make it it was good that we left an extra day to, to make <laughs> sure so we, we weren't overly uh sweating things but uh, my advice would be leave earlier in the morning to maximize your backup options mm -hmm. when inevitably uh, Deutsche Bahn trains will be late or this uh, one broke down. Break, break down we, yeah, or we, something. we stopped and they're like, we need, in essence, they said we need to reboot the train and we don't know if it'll start back up again. So they were giving us options in German, which I, I didn't know what they were talking about. <laughs> That's <laughs> the best part. Yeah. Yeah. Ironically, if we'd have stayed on the same train, we would have been fine, but mm -hmm. we ended up on an adventure and hopped like three more trains. Most of them, uh, not a good choice. So <laughs> anyway, yeah. We made it on the last train to Basel, which could be a song, right? Like, yes. like yeah. Yeah. it was late. So yes, you know, yes. it worked out. <laughs> yeah. I feel like similar adventure. We had we were lucky we had a lady explaining what was being announced in French. Yeah. To us like we when we were just sitting idea. there for an hour on the tracks. Yeah. At an angle. Yeah. So Yeah. Anyway, once yeah. we got to Basel, it was great. They handed us, you know, the Disney packet. Um, we had a day to ourselves there, which we had intentionally left, um, which was good. We pretty much saw everything we wanted to see there. Um, and then the next day, uh, that was when we met our the uh, Adventures by Disney guides in the morning. And that was a uh, hand them your luggage and then go out and explore the town for most of the day as well. So we had two full days there. Probably only really needed one to see a lot. I don't know. I like being there too. Right. Cause and I like, I like going down random alleys and being like, what's down here. And he's a little bit more like, where's the, where's the, where, where are we eating lunch and where's that going to be? So. <laughs> <laughs> one helpful for, for Basel, anyone checking in any hotel there, they give you something called a Basel card. It gives you discounts almost everywhere. Um, the first day we forgot about it or didn't ask about it. So we were paying full price for museums and things like that. Um, uh, yeah, so don't do that. It, like make, make sure you use that free, free transit everywhere. They've got trolleys that go pretty much everywhere. Nice. Um, so use your Basel cards if you stay in a hotel there. So then at what time did you go towards the boat? Um, we had, so this is okay. Do I call if it a boat or a ship? If you've ever embarked on a ship before, okay. you know that there's a time when you show up and there's a crowd and there's all of the, these things that you have to do. Well, our adventure guide was like, well, the ship's parked over there. You can go over whenever, um, but be there by, it was four, right? They wanted us by four. Um, and then here's, here's what you can do. They handed us every, every place we went, they handed us a map where they circled things they recommended. And, uh, so they're like, this is what we recommend. Have, have fun. We'll see you on the ship. So we went and found, uh, ice cream. Cause my 
our daughter on the spectrum is an ice cream fanatic. So that is how we got her to adventure more is promising ice cream. So we went to find lunch and ice cream. And then we said, well, let's go see what happens. We get on the boat. We'll get in the line. It, it was nothing like that. We walked onto the ship and they asked for our passports. There, there were no detectors to see if we, if we had contraband. I don't know what contraband would have been on that, that, that cruise, <laughs> but um, we handed them our passports. They were like, yeah, your rooms are ready. And it was kind of, uh, here's your keys, have fun. And there, there were no lines. There were, the, we were greeted by, a, they had the staircases there, a very small ship. I mean, the, the river cruising is very tiny compared to any ocean cruise. But they, they had people on the stairs greeting us and they knew our name really fast, uh, which rooms we were in. So anything we needed, they were like, oh, you're in, you're in this room. And they, they took care of it. So it was. Yeah. And there's a typical thing where you have to book an adult. If you're traveling with, say, two teenagers, you have to book an adult in each room. But, you know, if, when we talked about swapping rooms, there were no problem doing yeah, that. They just entirely transparent. Like it'll be in the system in a couple hours. Have fun. Here's your keys. And they can manage to make your key work elsewhere. Mm -hmm. Yes. Oh yes. That was, it was right. There was amazing. Embarking was magical because there was, we didn't arrive on the ship feeling harried and in need of that drink. We, we were just like, Hey, okay, let's go see our rooms. And almost more like getting to a hotel then. Yes. Very much so. For a minute, we didn't know if there were other people that were going to be on the ship with us. <laughs> we're like no private tour. <laughs> Now, let's talk about a little bit about your rooms. What kind of room did you book and why did you book that? Um, we, yeah, I, I can't even remember the category we picked, but yeah, we, we wanted to be close to our kids. So that kind of, uh, we had tried to get adjoining rooms. They do have adjoining rooms there, but we were, I guess, not early enough to be yeah. able to access those. And the people with younger kids probably needed those more than we did anyway. Uh, but uh, we picked some, we, we wanted a balcony, which right. ended up not as... It was the French balcony. Thing. Yeah. Like we, at first oh, we were yeah. like, well, let's do the French balcony, uh, which I didn't know what that was, but looking on the map, I was like, it looks like you just opened a wall and there's water. And I'm, I thought that was great because I really just like the breeze and that feeling that we love rooms that have, have some windows or something you can open to make sure that you just get that like the water. I'm on the water. I want to smell the water and feel the breeze and all those things. So I originally thought that's all we booked, but I guess we made a choice somewhere a while back to get one that had half of the French balcony and then half of a regular balcony. So it was a little bit of a hybrid room. And I love that we made that choice. I didn't think I would be on the balcony sitting outside as much, but um, I really loved it. And then one of the things to just to tell people is that French balcony opens, but it's not a lot. I mean, it, it's kind of like cracking a window. You've been in high hotels before where you can open the window a little bit, but not enough where anybody could accidentally fall out. It felt sort of like that and that, okay, it's open. I can get breeze, but I couldn't have pulled up a chair easily and had that same balcony feeling. So um, I, I loved having that little bit of the, our half balcony that we could sit on it. Other than that, typical cruise ship uh, staterooms where they're small, but uh, we actually, I think we had a lot more storage than we're mm -hmm. used to seeing on uh, cruise ships. So big closets. Yeah. And they had, it was um, already furnished, well furnished, but it had things like umbrellas in the room, different, you know, the robes, a lot of things that uh, everything felt very, very included on this trip, which was one of the things that we don't, we don't always remember to count the all-inclusiveness into cost when we're starting comp to compare vacations a lot of times we're like ah why is it so much more to do 
this right this river cruise or with disney but then you start looking at what comes with it versus what would nickel and dime you along the way and we started like all of the excursions were included all we had to do was pick them and uh, all the yeah. gratuities were included that yes. was great not having to think about tipping anytime mm -hmm. um alcohol was included during meals so and they had a special they had an alcohol reception like a a after evening reception time every day around six and they would always have a drink of the day both right. non-alcoholic and alcoholic that you could get free drinks at that time so it was for all your meals you could get alcohol and then during this the sip and sale they called it uh you could get your get your drinks it was i was surprised my alcohol bill at the end because I, I did get occasional <laughs> drinks outside of those times but it was way bucks. more it was yeah, like 50, 50 bucks <laughs> where i'm used to you know 200 bucks on a standard cruise on alcohol yeah yeah um, you had a category BB. That's what you had. Okay. So it was a French and outside balcony. Mm -hmm. So yeah. if anybody's Cash listening friction. and they were like, oh, I love that. I want to book that. That That's what you want. BB. So, BB. Yeah. BB. Yeah. Like BB-8. I was about to say, if you're in there, then you have BB-8, yeah. huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, the rooms sound neat. Um, let's move on to the most important topic, the food. How was the dining um, on the ship? Is it a lot like traditional cruising, sea cruising? Is it a lot different? How would you describe the dining? Well, first of all, you're in Europe. So, you know, you have to understand that your portions are going to be smaller in general. Uh, I, if I were going to ding, and I'm going to say Ama Waterways more than Disney, than Adventures by Disney, mm -hmm. it would be in the food department. Um, they always had a standard. If you don't like what we're serving, you can get this uh, thing, which I ended up doing a lot more than I thought I would. Um, and we had, again, my girl on the spectrum is a super picky eater. So they were, we have some stories about that as well and how much they accommodated for her, but it was, it was good. I kept saying, maybe this is a little too gourmet for me because I'm also the cheeseburger and pizza kind of person. So um, there were times I was like, oh, this is, this is really fancy. So that speaks to a different palate. If you love the true gourmet all the the fancy like the scales on the fish when it's served you, you're gonna love this <laughs> but for me i was like maybe i need chicken nuggets tonight <laughs> and, and there's also the multiple course thing it's like appetizer and then mm -hmm. salad and then your main course and if i was the only one who ordered an appetizer i'm sitting there eating and everyone else is sitting there waiting on me so that they can serve everybody in this sequence like fine dining is supposed to be so Think of it as kind of that upscale restaurant where they're going to try and give you that multi-course experience. Mm -hmm. um, and but it, there was a, a kids buffet, but it was like on a whole another floor where they kind of looked over your kids during the meal. Yeah, they did that twice. They, where yeah. they would take the younger adventurers, as they called the junior adventurers, and they would mm -hmm. take them and um, give them an activity like movies. I don't know. We heard them the thunderous uh, sound of, of footsteps above our dining room every once in a while. So it's not just watching a movie they were doing with the kids, but they had the mac and cheese and the chicken nuggets and all that stuff. So uh, my daughter did go and join that at one point where she's like, I'm going to go find chicken. <laughs> one big difference from a big cruise ship on a big ship, you almost always have the buffet option and it's typically the same food and you can just go pick what you want as much as you want of it and get more and, and all that stuff here. It's pretty much fine dining or, the kids, whatever they were doing. And you really didn't have that much more right. of a choice. Maybe that's a good differentiator. Uh, yeah. yeah, but you could still get second portions. Uh, we did on the, when, when I had convinced my daughter to try uh, sea bass and she, she, I was like, it doesn't taste like fish. You'll love it. 
well, it came with the scales on it. Um, so that was a little bit offsetting for, for all of us. And then the scales left that fishy taste. So we, we did ask, could she just exchange it for the steak? And they did give us a little bit of a look. And, and I'm, you know, almost to where it's not, they told us we could, we could ask for seconds, we could ask for a redo, anything of those, but it was a little bit more of the, hmm, they could tell they didn't like that we didn't like something, if that makes sense. It wasn't that they minded doing it. It was or, just like, huh, what did they not like about it? I don't understand. So one of, one of the anytime options is a prime steak, which is great. And I ordered one and I ate two thirds of it, but I was, was full. It was and was they, huge. Yeah, it was huge. <laughs> and and they came and they kind of like, it was something wrong with your steak. You didn't finish it. Yeah. Um, so yeah. It and was, they do that. They do that on Disney Cruise Line too. Oh, where I'm just like, I just wasn't hungry, but I ordered something, you know, and then they're like, well, you just picked at it. Like, there's something wrong with the food. I'm like, no, I'm just not hungry. No, right. Maybe it was my pre-dinner yeah. and my pre-pre-dinner. Yeah. And so, I know yeah, I have Like, dessert. I've been eating all day. I just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. sometimes all I really wanted was an appetizer or something because we had been um, eating all day. So it was, uh, but, you know, they Serious. were already, it was just. I say I say ding the food, but it was just almost too gourmet for for Jacqueline. So that's understand. <laughs> Serious question here: Can they make scrambled eggs on this ship? They were your typical cruise ship scrambled eggs, you know, a little bit watery. Um, I they did not have. I I like to sprinkle cheese on top of my eggs, mm-hmm. and they did not have that. So I was very disappointed. Hmm. Come on, man! But I did get my regular eggs yeah. and bacon and sausage. They didn't have a little triangle hash browns either that, that I really like on cruise ships. Yeah, they uh, they did have two breakfast options. So they called it early early risers, and they would have in the main lounge and. Another thing about the river cruising, the boats are so small. So there was the main lounge, and then there was the dining room, and then there was the deck, and those were your places where you where you chose to hang out. I never felt crowded in any of the, like squished or crowded or anything like that. It felt very spacious in it. Even when all of us were in there for games or, or time with our adventure guides, it still felt it felt great. So anyway, they would have the lounge open in the early mornings, and they were like, "Well, it's just pastries." Well, it turned out to be pastries and yogurt and. It was, then they had, they called them American pancakes. So they had pancakes and then bacon on the side. I'm like, what is missing <laughs> here that you would get in the main dining room? And I think it was just the multiple courses of yeah, breakfast, or, right? Or if you and, wanted Benedict or, you know, something like okay, that. Yeah, something, something. Okay. Yeah. One other question about the dining. I think you had told me this in an email, but um, dress code for the ship. I think you guys were kind of uh, they're, not, they're, not shocked, but yeah. Totally casual. Mm-hmm. Um, people wear shorts and t-shirts a lot of the time. I mean, don't wear a tank top. Uh, don't walk around barefoot. Right. But they, um, <laughs> there is no formal nights. There's one where they said sometimes people dress up a little bit more, but it, it was, I didn't see that. I didn't feel at, at all like we needed the extra clothing for fancier dinners, which makes packing so much easier. Like I thought we packed light um, because I wanted to try and keep it light, but I could have gotten away with even less than I brought. Yeah, I had brought so a big business casual outfit I never wore. I, it was always jeans and tennis shoes and I polo shirt. You're speaking Doug's language. Yeah, so she could do carry on only. Therefore, you can get on and off those <laughs> trains Europe. as you're catching them. To Europe, sure. Yeah, <laughs> it's important for those trains to pack when light. I, when I did uh, France for two weeks, I, I did it in a backpack and a carry-on. So I have yeah. reached a new level of packing skill in my life. You and that was in there. the fall where it was a little bit chilly. So I was like, Oof. how do you do this? Anyway, that's a different podcast too. <laughs> yeah. Since, All right. I got one more thing. Oh, Sorry. Okay. Since we're talking about like packing and clothing and attire, um, you said something about laundry. Do you want to mention how you were able to do laundry on the ship? 
Uh, yeah, they actually they had very reasonably priced laundry and a very fast turnaround, you know, like slightly less than 24 hours. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I um, we usually look at cruise ship prices for laundry and it's insanely expensive. You don't mm -hmm. want to do that. This was, you know, it's like a dollar to wash a shirt and a dollar to iron it. So now you're two dollars. I, I, I think I'm underestimating a little yeah, bit. Yeah, my dresses were five if I wanted. Yeah, to OK. But yeah, so from a guy's standpoint, you're still looking like two or three dollars to totally refresh, you know, per shirt. To totally refresh your wardrobe, which I did halfway through. I, I had other shirts, but I'm like, these are my favorites. I want to wear them again. So I had them washed and, and they came back. So, um, and if they were wrinkled from traveling, I, you know, it's like, well, I have a nice unwrinkled shirt as well. So I would do that. We would definitely do that again, do more laundry, make it part of your plan. Uh, to do that in the middle of your cruise. Yeah, there's also, I mean, there's what vacation dollars where money stops feeling like the same after a while. So, I mean, you get on and you look at the price list right when you go on the cruise, like, I don't need to wash that shirt. No, we're fine. I'll be fine. And then halfway through, like, oh, it's only three bucks. I just spent that in, you know, name the thing that you just, uh, well, I could tell you that story. Well, about. yeah. Also, you know, I'll pay a couple of bucks to wash a shirt, but I did not wash any underwear. I just brought enough to cycle through all of those. So, right. you know. That's what I told my girls. It's like, bring enough underwear because I don't want to spend a euro washing those. And then in the end, I'm like, I don't care because it's a euro. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So what was the typical day like on this sailing? Uh, you'd get up in the morning. There were typically two or three different excursions that different groups would go on. You, the night before, you would get a color-coded card on which one you were supposed to go to, and, and that would match the T-shirt of the adventure guide that you were going with as well. Oh. Um, but uh, they would leave typically around 8 or 8.30 or 9 or sometime in that time frame. Um, so you would be there with your card to get on the correct bus, and you'd go off and do your excursion. Uh, typically, they would finish up sometime during the day, give you a couple hours to explore on your own. And then there's the bus back, typically coming back in, you know, two or three thereabouts. You relax, goof off around five or five to six. Sometime there was that hour long, you know, come have alcohol and, and we'll talk about the next day's stuff kind of as a preview. Um, and then you'd go to dinner right after that. Yeah. And there were some ports where we had morning excursion options and then afternoon excursion options. So we were able to they almost always on those days had lunch available on the ship. I would say most days, I can't remember a day where they didn't have lunch available on the mm. ship if you wanted it. We didn't always choose that because it, it was Europe and we want to go see things. Mm -hmm. But, and I was also that like not, not loving the food as much. So I'm like, where's the Pano chocolate? You know, I need, I need this right now in my life. So. <laughs> Who doesn't need that? Yeah. They, they didn't have that on the breakfast thing. I'm like, we are in France what? and we don't have chocolate croissants right here, right now. Oh anyway, um, that's probably, everything would have been great had they had <laughs> I asked our French guide, I'm like, is there ever a morning when those show up? And he's like, unfortunately, no. Like, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> we lived off those when we were in Europe. That's yeah, like all we ate. <laughs> Uh, it's not all we ate. Don't don't give it. We ate a lot. Pretty solid breakfast choice. <laughs> How many did Alden eat himself in a two week span? Right. Yeah. Like more than two weeks worth. Mm -hmm. yeah. So that's a typical day. Um, so let's talk a little bit about the excursions. It's kind of the the big highlight of river cruising. Did right? we ever say what ports or you know what cities they went to though? Well, let's start with what excursions with. What was the itinerary? Uh, let's see. We. Well, we were supposed to do two days in Strasbourg, but one of the fascinating things is with river cruising, your adventure guides are doing a lot more of the ship logistics than you would think. Um, so if you've ever listened to like the land, any 
any information about land uh, river cruises, the adventure guides are with you almost every, they eat the meals with you. They are, uh, they're with you all the time. With this, they were with us. We had plenty of FaceTime with them, but they were also dealing with some of the logistics of the ship. So they were able to get us into a different smaller city, which I never wrote down and never absorbed. So I can't tell you where we stopped, but it was somewhere where France was on one side and Germany was on the other. And it was, um, I guess a shorter bus ride to the different excursions that we had than if we had gone all the way to Strasbourg. Um, so we did mystery port first and then Strasbourg. I tried to look online to see if they had changed it, but it, we're, it's still supposed to be two days in Strasbourg. And then we did uh, Mannheim, which was uh, Germany and Rudensheim, Rudensheim, Rudensheim. I'm terrible with these names sometimes. Um, also in Germany and then Cologne, Germany. And we finished in Amsterdam. We had an overnight there on the ship in Amsterdam. So one day of Amsterdam excursions, and then you uh, disembark. Nice. Very cool. So highlights of excursions. What were some of your favorites? I loved our very first excursion, yes. which was this little town called Rickbeard. Um, it is the town that the animators for Beauty and the Beast went to to see what does this old French provincial town look like. like yeah. <laughs> um, so like there, you can see the fountain that Belle was dancing around, mm-hmm. singing her song in the beginning of the whole thing and it's just you just got this feel like you're going back a thousand years mm-hmm. um yes it's kind of very touristy now but you still there was you could look at a wall and say wow they built this thing you know in the 1100s or 1200s and it's yeah uh it's just you know, crazy and lots of we were taking pictures of everything everywhere yeah. and and that was kind of a our first little immersive thing i will say though that you know the the whole they tied that in with beauty and the beast they also tied in every place where they we went they said oh here's where disney like we went to um well, the astrological clock in uh, Mannheim, or, uh, sorry strasbourg the astronomical clock in the cathedral there they're like well yeah disney saw this and that you can see bits of that in pinocchio and uh in, in other things yeah, like that. it inspired the facade of it's a small world yeah. so and, was, and then you know there was a mechanical uh, musical instrument museum in uh in rudersheim that uh disney they had little birds that inspired the tiki room uh, and Disney had some on his desk. So th- those little Disney touches were everywhere. And it's hard to pick one favorite excursion. I liked all the, I liked Disney touches everywhere. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, same reason I would like to visit other places in uh, that inspired Disney, like, you know, the castles uh, and, and uh, the, the Matterhorn. <laughs> I would like to see all of these things. I, yeah. Yeah, it's fun to know that you're standing in the same place that Walt was inspired by something that became kind of an icon in his parks later. So that that was very, we, we that's one of the things we love about Disney, right? Is they do know that you're talking to fans and all the people that were around us were Disney fans. And so we all appreciated those little uh, snippets here and there of, well, this is, this is what inspired this and this is what inspired this. And um, yeah, I, I love Rick Beard too. It was... Uh, it was, when he says touristy, that there's a difference between, like, sometimes with river ocean cruising, you stop at a port and you can tell that that's all they do is host a tourist. It was just a busy season, but it still felt like you had gone back a thousand years. So it was a lot of people. A lot of locals were there, too, though, and that was really special because it was... Uh, <laughs> this is one where we had a little bit of a crisis where I needed to find a pharmacy for my daughter. And we were in a little provincial town in the middle of France. And I'm looking on Google Maps and the nearest grocery store equivalent is two miles away. And I'm thinking, what am I going to do here? And I had been learning French. So thank goodness I had. I was like, there's a pharmacy and it opens at two. 
p.m. That's 2 p.m. when it opens. So that's a little interesting about Europe, too, is that they do get later starts and nobody apologizes for that. We were even told before we got off the ship, if, if it says it opens at noon for a restaurant, wait a minute, they'll, they'll be there. Just they might not be there right at noon. So uh, I was just hoping it opened. Uh, so I went through this walk through vineyards and countrysides and um, to find this pharmacy in the middle, it was in the middle of a vineyard. I have pictures where I'm like, nothing is around me except vines, but there was a pharmacy and I got what I needed, but it was an unexpected piece of the excursion. And the best part is when I came back, our adventure guide saw me and he's like, how's it going? And I didn't say anything bad. I just hesitated for a minute. He was like, what's wrong? What can I do to help? And it was immediately like, I felt like he would have, um, gotten them to, to, pop up the bus and drive me to the nearest town if I needed it. It was that level of, we'll take care of you. And that's one of the things I've realized with this trip is if I ever were going anywhere that I didn't feel entirely safe traveling, I would feel entirely safe traveling Adventures by Disney style. They're going to have local guides with you. They're going to have people who know the area and, and would be able to navigate those situations. Nice. That is a good benefit of Adventures by Disney for sure. Mm -hmm. um, one random question that popped in my brain a while ago how far from a port to like attraction like what was your longest bus ride like we've done the med where you're going an hour to get into rome or to florence type of thing how far did you travel away from the river yeah i think ours i think it was that first one at root beer was about a 40 45 minute ride i think some of the other ones actually had longer rides but they they went to um went you know, into, up in the mountains the, yeah, in the, the black, forest, black forest or they went to what was that euro the disney it's, it's not a, disney but the, it, it's it's like this big theme euro park. park or something like that yeah, yeah. europa yeah. europa park there europa. we come and that europa. was apparently a long ride there as well but uh, we were not on those but okay so there's various levels some that went further Nothing yeah, you can usually like, also if you were more into a casual a short excursion or something that you really wanted to be active and truly adventuring versus the walking around shopping. So. Yeah, but it was it was just those first two days. I think that we had a lot of the buses. After that, there was a lot of you walk off the ship and you walk mm -hmm. to the uh, various things. Yeah, we took a bus to Rickweir and we took a bus to the Heidelberg Castle. Yes, um, and that was yeah. it. So yeah, and they, and they were relatively short. I've been to the Heidelberg Castle. Oh, <laughs> speaking of a favorite um, excursions after Heidelberg, that's when they told us about spaghetti ice cream. Oh yeah, spaghetti ice cream. Like this is a thing. They basically, I'm, I, you know, my nose wrinkled and I was like, "What in the world are we like? Is it pasta <laughs> with ice cream?" Yeah. I don't know. I don't. I don't get it. I don't like it. So anyway, but I do like it. <laughs> it's they put like the whipped cream in the bottom and then they use a pasta press to to run vanilla ice cream through, so it looks like uh, um... noodles, and then. Uh, put strawberry topping with some little white chocolate sprinkles, and there you go. Voila, ice cream that is actually spaghetti. And Our German adventure guy was talking, extolling of how when mm -hmm. he was a kid, he would, he would love this stuff. So he was telling us all about it. I will but, not confirm nor deny that I bought a pasta press to have at home. So. I, will, I will confirm <laughs> that, that we have made it at home. Uh, and, and apparently there's more you had there's a strawberry version but they also have like oh yeah you can get a carbonara version and since i didn't know german all i saw was spaghetti right so i pointed to that on the mm -hmm. menu and i did not expect it to look like pasta carbonara but that one is a pistachio version um we never could uh, communicate that i wanted also the other one so i ended up we finished that one and we water, walked across the street the long way um to go to their competitor and get the regular one there where they had pictures so <laughs> <laughs> You want the classic spaghetti or something like that. You don't want any other words if that's what you're after. But uh, yeah, 
learning about spaghetti ice cream was probably the highlight of the entire vacation. I, I don't know if I go that far, but it was up there. <laughs> yeah. And then if we're talking excursions, there was one that you look at these agendas on the website and it's just like, oh yeah, whatever. And you kind of read some and you get, well, I certainly got latched on to, oh, but we're going to do this in Amsterdam. We're going to, so I, I kind of bypassed this one that was, it was the Siegfried's Mechanical Music Cabinet Museum. And I'm like, well, that's weird. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, I'm sure it's fun. I trust Disney. It turned out to be one of our absolute favorite excursions, maybe ever, um, ever. It, it, and it, insp it inspired a lot of Disney's creativity on what you could do with music and automation and whatnot. And it was to this uh, museum and they had these, massive cabinets that must have been 10 feet long and about seven or eight feet high. And they were truly mechanical and they played all the instruments. They had violins in them and were able to use basically beginning programming of the dots and whatnot on sheet, you know, programmed sheet music to play whatever songs they wanted. So that is where some of the inspiration for what can you do with animatronics and automation and that entered his his mind and then that's where he found uh, the little they had wind up they look like music boxes but they really just popped out a little bird and it looked almost lifelike and it was just chirping and flapping its wings and um it, it was magical in the sense that this thing like that one bird had two thousand mechanical moving parts and it fit in the palm of your hand so um, it was it was truly a surprise excursion that meant more than we thought it would in that little little bitty town that I would have completely drove, drove past if we were doing a road trip. So. <laughs> yeah, our daughter did spend her entire year's allowance yeah. on a souvenir from that one place. Yes, That's we have the matching tiki bird cage that Walt had on his desk. Well, the replica of it. So, um, but it brings us joy still. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nice. Very cool. The excursions sound great. Um, lots of options, I like all included, that sort of stuff. But what would you like to be different about river cruising? I, I'm, I think I would really dramatic pause. But yeah, because it's hard to to pick anything. It was just a delightful trip. Uh, I, I would have loved to have a little bit more time FaceTime with our guides. They were Disney geeks to the extreme. Uh, they had a lot of perspective on different. They they had done a lot of. Uh, adventures themselves so they had a lot of perspectives on different trips that they'd done and i would have liked to just dig in and pick their brains a lot on those things some were from orlando so they worked in the the disney world parks and they knew the various history and whatnot of things that i like to be to find out the little knowledge nuggets about disney and i think i would have had a little bit um it was great we had a lot of time with them particularly on buses but uh even though we weren't on buses that much. <laughs> we always took a short ride of it sometimes, or not always, but yeah. Yeah, they... Yeah, it's really hard to say what, what we want different. I think just knowing more about what was coming in advance, like the first day, there were a lot of shopping things. It's like, oh, this is the only time I'm going to see this thing, and we spent way too long. Oh, the cuckoo clock scenario. Yeah, yeah, shopping cuckoo clocks, which we saw everywhere in all of our next stops in Germany. It's like, well, yeah, we should have... Yeah, Another group was going to Black Forest, and we were thinking, this is the only time we're going to be near the Black Forest and we can get these clocks. No, that's not really true. So, um, but again, that there's some of that is just, uh, you know, how you, how you choose to spend your time and 
where you are. And some of that you just have to discover anyway. So it's, yeah. it's not that I would, it's, I would have liked to have known in advance, but it did not really spoil anything yeah. for me either. So Dan is our big planner. So you just know that too. And uh, one thing I do, when we got our little adventure guide in the mail beforehand, they had this piece like, oh, you can start planning, you know, booking your excursions, such and such date. We didn't notice that at all. So we, I finally said, maybe I should read that book they sent us and realized we were a month past when we should have booked excursions. So I'm getting ready to call kind of like Disney dining when you're like, I'm never going to get anything. I'm just going to have to get what I get, what's available. Pretty much everything was available. And even the one thing that they weren't able to book at the time we were able, we probably could have switched. They let us, I can't promise this for every adventures by Disney, but they let us switch cards or colors, or if we wanted to do an excursion, they found a way to make it happen. And they moved us around what, based on whatever you wanted to do, they would summarize it the night before and then give us information about the excursion. So some people were like, oh, that sounds more fun than the one I booked. And then they would allow people to move around, which gave that full flexibility. And that was nice. So. Awesome. So overall, what was your, what would you, how would you rate this cruise or this, this adventure? Five stars. I mean, I'm giving the review on your podcast, but um, <laughs> you know, there's there's one thing we didn't mention earlier, and it went back to the food. I think, but I, I do want to talk about. You know how there's those magical moments or, or things that people do that just go above and beyond. Um, Jacqueline mentioned uh, one of our daughters is on the spectrum, and she's very noise sensitive. So sitting in a dining room with clinking dishes and stuff was really. She did her best. She had uh, noise canceling headphones and was surviving, but. After the first couple of nights, she just went up to the lounge to be a little bit more quiet. And um, the actual, the Ama Waterways. Um, yeah, cruise director. Or, yeah. No, the, the hotel director. Uh, you know, we're talking about, uh, you know, four stripes, that level of mm -hmm. uh, saw her sitting there and made sure she was taken care of, brought her a plate and kind of adopted her for mealtime to, to make sure she was taken care of. And just that personal level of service from the highest ranking mm -hmm. person on the ship. It, it, I was gobsmacked. So yeah, yeah. so <laughs> those those kind of special touches, and you're not going to get that on a larger cruise line. That, yeah, that yeah. level of personal service of they know you, and and as a matter of fact, one time she was joining us again, and he was surprised because he didn't see her in the lounge, and then he came by our table and <laughs> said, "Make sure he wanted to look you know, for her." So yeah. just <laughs> that level of personal yeah. service, um, I totally loved. Yeah, and there, there, she she had her birthday on this ship, and they usually every night when they had the the rundown of the next day, they would do a little celebratory moment where they gave the, they gave the people celebrating anniversaries, or whatever, a card and took pictures. Well, that made her very nervous because she's on the spectrum; she doesn't want to draw all that attention. But on her birthday, the four adventure guides together came over, kind of tiptoed a little bit, um, and and like, do you think? you would want to be recognized in front of everybody. And she's like, no. And they gave her a card there quietly where she didn't have that, uh, that pressure. And just to have even that little awareness of who she is and what she needs at any given moment from those outside of her own family was, was wonderful and very special for us as parents. So. Yeah. Something you'll definitely remember forever. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I think that's a pretty good summary of, yeah. of things. So I think it is time for the virtual mustard drill. You didn't say it with me again, Michelle. I don't do it. I'm sorry. One of these days you're going to say it with me. All right. It's time for the virtual mustard drill where you say your favorite cruising 
type of item and in a rapid style type thing, just like a virtual mustard drill is fast, unlike a traditional <laughs> mustard drill. So the points are also made up and don't really count. <laughs> Right. But Doug keeps score. So. I keep score. Don't worry. Yeah. yeah. And if your your answers differ, you know, you can each say yes. one. It's not a big deal. No. Okay. We'll start with your favorite cruise line. Disney. Disney. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Favorite ship. I like the Wonder or Magic. Yeah. The, the smaller ones. Disney ships. Wonder or Magic. Awesome. Um, type of room. What What's your favorite type of room? I like something with a window or balcony. Balconies are best. <laughs> yeah. Favorite type of onboard activity? Sitting in the bar drinking. Trivia. Trivia. <laughs> Bringing my drink to trivia. Play with my wife. There you go. Yes. Well, sometimes they do the trivia in the bar. Yes. That's <laughs> just even more ideal. Yeah. <laughs> Favorite port you visited? Uh, something in Alaska on the Alaskan cruise. Yeah, I think Those that, awesome. that it was the one where we didn't get off the ship. The glacier. Does a glacier count as a port? Because yes. yes, it did on the, it yeah. did on the itinerary. Okay. So that was yeah, amazing. Right. Yeah. Um, Your favorite port is one where you don't actually get off the ship. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> like Welcome it. to Jack. <laughs> favorite shore excursion. Also on the Alaska cruise, there was one where you did. Uh, you took a helicopter to the glacier where they were training dogs for the Iditarod, for the and, yes. and you got to ride a dog sled around. That was a pretty special one. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. it didn't get canceled because of weather. So yeah, that's awesome too. <laughs> um, favorite show on board that you've seen? I love the Golden Mickeys. I love that one. Yeah. Um, Twice Charmed was awesome. Twice Charmed. Yeah, that was the one. It was a and the Disney Cruise Line shows. They're all Disney. I, we love all of them. But <laughs> yeah, I think Twice Charmed, I think was my favorite. We haven't seen the Villains one yet. So we need to take care of that. Oh, it's really um, good. Yes. Villains tonight. But it's not... It's not. You got to go to YouTube. Yeah. You got to go back in time for yeah. villains tonight for for Beauty and the Beast because it was on the dream. That's right. Yeah, yeah. 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 I'm feeling a little bit of sadness right now because I didn't. Yeah. I'm sure it's somewhere <laughs> out on the interweb. We could petition for him to bring it back. <laughs> Can we? We're not very good at petitions. We're not good at petitions. No. Um, favorite snack on a ship? Ice cream. Those triangular hash browns at breakfast. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's quite the opposite there, I would say. Yeah, yeah. Dan, she, Dan's she, not a snacker. She's so. sweet. I'm savory. So we'll just, we'll just go. Yeah. Um, favorite drink on a cruise? I'm, oh, I'm boring. It's like Coke Zero for real, though. Yeah. You know, I, I, I pretty much do beer or drink of the day. I'll try. I like trying out things. So, you know, drink of the day and whatever they think is fun is great. Favorite bucket list, not favorite. I always say favorite here and it always gets me. Mm -hmm. I should be like, alert, alert. This is the end. What's a bucket list cruise you want to take? I would love to do Norwegian Fjords. Um, if it's a bucket list trip, it's a different answer. But Well, <laughs> I'm going to say the Greek Isles because there are cruises that go to the Greek Isles. There's even river cruises that go to the Greek Isles. The Adventures by Disney does airplanes, but I still think that sort of counts. So I'm still saying Greek Isles. <laughs> We Jacqueline, really... is that what you would say then if we did a bucket if it list was trip? A trip? It would be the around the world Disney trip. Ah, uh, yes. yeah. I mean, why but would you stop short of that? I have to convince right? myself that I want to spend an entire house. <laughs> right. Yes. That's why I yeah. want to become an Adventures by Disney guide. So I'll eventually uh, get slated on that trip. And there. yes, you loved it so much. Like you can see yourself, like mm -hmm. you said, once the girls are are gone and graduated, and yeah. Yes. That's awesome. Yeah. My dream job has always been to represent a company talking about things. So uh, 
I don't know anything better than that. <laughs> right. Yeah. I get paid to talk about Disney. Yeah. All right. I wonder well, who that gets around here. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Well, that concludes the virtual muster drill. All right. Well, thank you very much for joining us today. And why don't you take a minute to tell everyone where they can find you on social media? Oh, sure. Well, you know, I'm like, I'm like the Coke Zero person. I like LinkedIn. So you can find me my name, Jacqueline Wittes, but I'm also on Instagram at, at Jack, J-A-C-Q, Wid, W-I-D-D. Uh, yeah, um, I, Daniel Wittes on LinkedIn or uh, Facebook. Um, make sure you, if you're making a friend out of the blue, tell me you support me <laughs> on the podcast because I uh, get enough scammers that I might just screen you out if I don't know who you are. But if you're right, <laughs> yeah. Disney yeah. or Cruise or knowing Michelle um, or you're a mutual friend of Michelle's, that's probably good enough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, awesome. We'll put that in the show notes. So thank you very much for joining us. And if you want to book an adventure like this, you can always email Michelle at Michelle at touringplans.com. So for Jacqueline, Daniel, and Michelle, I'm Doug. This has been another Rope Drop on Death.